And all he did was ask, hey, guys, is it cool if I go do a Twitch stream? They're like, yeah, man, go for it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of This Week Today with Curious J, where we talk about gaming and streaming news. I am your host, Curious J, and do appreciate y'all being here. Before we get into today's video, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Rogue Energy, a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. Unlike unhealthy canned energy drinks, this powerful supplement can be taken daily for overall improved performance. With a formula packed full of vitamins, amino acids, and natural nootropics, Rogue Energy is a healthy way to increase your natural energy, sharpen your mental focus, reduce fatigue, improve alertness, increase exercise capacity, and facilitate creativity and learning. We've designed Rogue Energy to be the best gaming drink on the market. Check it out. Go buy some Rogue Energy yourself and use code CuriousJ to save 10% while you're there. So let's get into this week's episode, guys. There's a bunch of cool stuff I wanted to talk about. The first thing I wanted to bring up was um, Facebook has launched a dedicated gaming app earlier than anticipated in its latest attempt to grow its presence in the online gaming world. So Facebook said the accelerated launch was a direct response to the COVID-19 lockdown. The app lets users follow high-profile gamers, watch live gaming streams, and leave comments without interacting with the rest of Facebook. It also lets gamers broadcast their own smartphone screen. While Facebook remains the largest social network on the planet, it has struggled to compete against dominant players Twitch and YouTube when it comes to the games, streaming, and esports. Competition in the space is heating up with Microsoft Mixer and YouTube funding players and franchise in recent months. Until, face until now, Facebook's gaming brand has been accessible as a tab inside the main Facebook app and as an independent website. The company said the standalone app was a focused gaming-only experience for people who want deeper access. The app, which has been tested in Asia and Latin America for about a year and a half, launched on the Google Play App Store on Monday. A version for Apple's iOS is still to follow. In common with rival apps, users can follow streamers and comment on live gameplay and also interact with Facebook groups about individual games. But Facebook's app also lets people play games from the company's instant games library from a tab inside the app without installing the software separately. Another feature is the ability to go live from the app and broadcast the smartphone's display on Facebook. The feature lets mobile gameplay be streamed directly without any extra equipment. YouTube has a similar feature available to channels with more than 1,000 subscribers. The approach may provide it with some advantages in markets where mobile gamers is much bigger, such as China and Southeast Asia. But I mean, I, th I think it's just good across the board. Facebook says it had, it had 5 million installations on the app during the 18 month test run in limited markets, and that more than 700 million people already interacted with its gaming products. The Facebook gaming app is a prime example of gaming's resurgence at Facebook over the last few years, and we're just getting started, says Vivek Sharma, vice president of Facebook gaming. But Mr. Harding Rules warned that a dedicated app strategy has its pros and cons. It allows Facebook to position its 
offering against other live streaming sites focused on games and helps drive visibility of games content on Facebook. But it requires users to download a dedicated app, which is likely to hamper adoptions, he said. But it is also a user acquisition funnel for consumers that might not be interested in the Facebook app, including young consumers, he said. Game streaming viewership is estimated to have increased during the coronavirus lockdown period by at least 10%, but competition in space has already increased before the virus emerged. In August last year, Microsoft secured an exclusive deal with the world's most followed streamer, Ninja, resulting in him leaving Twitch. In January, YouTube purchased the rights to Overwatch League and Call of Duty esports tournaments. Facebook has also made another recent bid for gamers' attentions with the release of gaming tournament features earlier this month, designed to let amateurs more easily organize their own esports competitions. I honestly really enjoy the competition between these streaming platforms, and watching Facebook gaming grow has been amazing. I think the future is very bright for Facebook gaming streamers. It may take some time, but it's getting there. It's growing. I mean, it, it definitely already surpassed Mixer as far as like market share goes in the streaming world, right? Um, and speaking of Facebook gaming streamers, streaming superstar Jeremy Disguise Toast Wang has cleared the air on why he returned to Twitch. For a just chatting broadcast on April 22nd, despite having inked an exclusive deal with Facebook Gaming just six months ago. April 22nd seemed like a regular day for Toast. He went live on Twitch, streamed for just over two hours, nothing out of the ordinary, right? Except he's not been seen on Twitch since last November. Six months ago, Toast penned an exclusive deal with Facebook as a social media giant muscled into the streaming wars. Since then, his Twitch channel has sat dormant. That is, until he shocked fans with a return this week. So how did Toast get away with a shock return on Twitch? Considering he's tied his name to Facebook for the foreseeable future. Well, according to the man himself, it was surprisingly simple. He just asked if he could. Nothing like this has ever happened before, but I'm allowed to. I said to Facebook, hey, think I might be able to do a stream on Twitch? And they replied, Toast, you go get him. You go get him. And that's been nice, he said. There have been a few concessions he had to make in his return, though. Twitch has stripped his verified tick mark and many of his partnership benefits. Viewers also cannot subscribe to him, though it's likely he prefers it that way anyway. Disguise Toast also made it very clear this was a small return, rather than anything a little more permanent. He's so happy on Facebook, he admitted, and added if he had a chance to redo the deal, he would 100% do it again. Getting to play whatever I want, when I want, with whoever I want, it has been good for my mental. I've changed now. I was so angry at chat on Twitch. When chat said anything, I'd be like, I'm a bitch ass. I've been more relaxed, he said. There is a chance he'll be back again, though. The streaming star revealed a big part of his return was Facebook's lack of support for non-gaming broadcasts. When he's not gaming, it's likely those streams will once again be on Twitch. We'll see how this one goes. Maybe a monthly, maybe a weekly. We'll see how it goes. I did just want to come back and say hi to everyone that, that didn't follow me to Facebook. Maybe we can make this a more regular thing, he says. In the end, 
Toast's short return to Twitch peaked at 24,532 viewers, according to the stat tracking website Twitch Tracker. He landed in the top 10 streams during his two hour broadcast, even amid all the ongoing Valorant key drop hype, which is insane. His triumphant return begs the question. Could we see other big streamers like Mixer, Star, Dual Shroud, and Ninja, or YouTube's Valkyrie make a brief return too? Only time will tell, but it certainly seems like it's left the door open for that. And the thing is here is, uh, I've mentioned this before, Twitch is the only streaming platform with an exclusivity deal when you're an affiliate or a partner. So literally, all he had to do was ask Facebook. He, he's he signed a contract, guys. He is Facebook streamer for the foreseeable future. And all he did was ask, hey, guys, is it cool if I go do a Twitch stream? They're like, yeah, man, go for it. They don't say they, they know that if anything, he's not going to be partnered with Twitch. He's not going to get that tick back. So him going to Twitch and letting everyone know, hey, guys, I haven't seen you in six months. I've been over on Facebook. It's just gonna lead all the people who had no idea that he was on Facebook. You know, he he did have 24,000 viewers. It's gonna let all of them know, hey, don't catch me on Facebook, guys. Honestly, I, I think it's super smart of them to have let him come do it. And plus, like he mentioned, the main reason he wanted to do it is because Facebook doesn't have anything like a just chatting page the way Twitch does, so. It's easy for him to just come back and literally just chat with his viewers. He didn't play anything. He just chatted for two hours, which I think is super awesome. You go disguise those. In other news, Twitch star Invader Vi has finally apologized for comments she made during an April 14th broadcast where she shamed unsubscribed viewers for not supporting her with a $5 subscription. Here we go again, guys. Her comments soon went viral, with many high-profile streamers such as Pokimane and XQC chiming in on the situation. After receiving mass backlash from the Twitch community, Invader Vi has now spoken out about her comments and is asking for forgiveness. In her apology, she says, You're here right now because you've seen a clip of me, and you're very angry about what I said in that clip. What I said was tone-deaf, insensitive, and stupid. The streamer added that there was no context she could give to justify her comments and that her viewers were rightfully angry at her. She continues on to say, The clip that you saw does not represent my true feelings. I've streamed for hundreds of hours and I've said, Support communities after you support yourself first. Subscribe if you have the disposable income to do so. But in that clip, I expressed opinions that I do not hold. I said things that I don't mean and they were vile. I recognize that. Inveter Vi went on to stress that she handled the situation poorly. That $5 means different things to different people and that lumping her viewers together was inappropriate and disconnected. The broadcaster's original rant directed towards unsubscribed viewers went viral, amassed nearly 500,000 views on Twitch alone. In the infamous clip, the streamer argued, if you have time to watch Twitch, you have $10, truly. If you don't have $10, you probably don't have the time to watch Twitch because you should be working. Invader Vi's latest statement begs the question, will viewers accept her apology? What will the future hold for the just chatting streamer? For now, fans will have to wait and see because 
it doesn't look like the internet is giving her a free pass anytime soon. And I mean, does she deserve to be let off the hook so easily? This really seems like she's apologizing because she doesn't like the consequences to her actions. We've seen it with other streamers before, and, and this type of entitlement is the worst kind of attitude to have as a streamer. It really is. I guess only time will tell, right? So last but not least, as we all know, cheaters can ruin any online game. Infinity Ward is taking drastic steps to reduce their influence in Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and Warzone. The, the solution is simple. Make the cheaters play against each other so they can all be miserable in their own matches. This has to be the craziest, most badass way to handle cheaters. Beginning now, Modern Warfare and Warzone players who report potential cheaters will receive an in-game notification to let them know the offending player was banned. Additionally, Infinity Ward has released additional dedicated security updates to both games, while matchmaking has been updated to place suspected cheaters into matches with one another. Additionally, Infinity Ward is deploying more resources to his enforcement teams, among others, to help rid the games of cheaters. Looking further out, the promised in-game reporter player features coming soon. Infinity Ward said this will be available from within the kill cam and spectate modes. Players have loudly voiced their concerns about the state of Modern Warfare and Warzone as it relates to cheating, though it's too soon to say if these new measures will be effective. One further issue is that Modern Warfare and Warzone feature crossplay support between console and PC. Historically, PC tends to be where most of the cheating takes place due to the nature of the platform being more open than consoles. Some players on console have elected to turn off crossplay to help with the issues, and you can easily do so from the in-game settings. Infinity Ward has already banned more than 70,000 cheaters from Warzone, and this figure does not include any bans from the standard Modern Warfare. We are watching, we have zero tolerance for cheaters, Infinity Ward said. The full Warzone security and enforcement policy document lays out everything you need to know about offenses that can get you banned or worse. Cheaters are also being banned in Call of Duty Mobile with similar policies and reporting features. Activision's latest numbers show that Warzone has attracted some 50 million players. So it makes sense statistically that there would be some bad eggs. For comparison in the Battle Royale space, Apex Legends developer Respawn announced in March 2019 that it had banned more than 350,000 players, a number that has surely grown since then. And I mean, this is like super normal for FPS games these days. It's, it's normal across the board in gaming, but like it's seen the most in FPS games because you get your aimbots, wall hacks, etc. You're, you're just bound to get your hackers and cheaters. It's nice to know that the problem is being, you know, addressed. It's been given some attention at least, and hopefully it works out, guys, because we all know these games would be way better off without any of that in there. That's going to be it for this week's episode, guys. I do appreciate y'all hanging out, whether you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever it ends up on. Um, I do stream on Twitch Monday through Thursday around 10, 10.30 p.m. Central. And um, we've been playing a lot of Valorant lately, so speaking of FPS, right? But I do mix it up. I do have, I do separate a day where I play a solo game 
and you know every now and then we'll throw in some league of legends but it's mainly valorant right now but yeah come on by we'll hang out we'll chat we'll have a good time and i hope to see you there and if not see you in the next episode guys take it easy stay curious peace